Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in, and hopefully we can stay on. Well, we still got a sign-up says we're currently experiencing an issue with our live broadcast system. Well, everybody's in. I think people can listen on the phone, so... We're just going to go ahead as normal and hope we can complete the, the show as, as uh, normal. Anyway, Larry, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me okay? Yep, I can hear you just loud and clear. Very good. Um, where do you want to start? There's a lot going on, and, of course, we've missed so many shows, too, anyway. So I did an extended show. We don't have to f- complete it, but... Uh, there's a lot going on out there. Is there any anything you wanted to bring up to start her off? Well, I guess we could talk about some stuff that's we can talk about some news that's not in the news. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> it's really really interesting what's going on. Um, and of course, you really can't vet much of this because of the fact that uh, it's unvetable, I suppose. But. Uh, Hal Turner had up uh, today, put it up, uh, started this morning, uh, and this is Hal Turner, covert intel. It's uh, restricted, December 22nd. Uh, it says uh, E-4B National Airborne Operations Center, NADC, transmits emergency action messages to U.S. submarines from over the Gulf of Mexico using very low-frequency comms. And he actually has up a, you can't watch it, but he's got up a video, I watched it, of the uh, emergency action messages that were uh, put out by this special plane over the Gulf of Mexico. And oddly enough, he also had the information that at the same time this plane took off, which it did not have a call sign, no call sign, no, you know, it wasn't... uh, identifying itself also a tacamo plane uh you know that's you know what kind of plane that is took off mm-hmm. too that stayed over the u.s but this one went out over the gulf of mexico and sent out uh very low frequency communications to subs so with that going on oddly enough uh, here's another one that's pretty interesting too as a matter of fact uh this is hal turner covert intel december 22nd uh, Russian Special Flight Squadron lands in Washington, D.C., and I, I saw some data on the images. Uh, says Ukraine war to end as Russia lays out terms of Ukraine surrender, and the terms were released to the U.S. And, and we all know, Stuart, and I'm interjecting here, that NATO really doesn't run NATO, uh, Biden yes. runs NATO. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Obama. Obama. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But anyway, he says mainstream media will not announce this news as media is only a mouthpiece of the U.S. government. 
NATO and the U.S. have proven themselves a paper tiger under Biden. And now this is just me talking here. I've kind of got a feeling because of what I see going on in Israel, and we'll talk about that a little later, that uh, this war may kick off, the big war may kick off instead of in Ukraine, and that area, it may kick off in the middle, right directly in the Middle East. Yes. You know, and at the same time, I expect China will uh, seize or blockade completely uh, Taiwan when this starts. But anyway, uh, that's interesting that you've got (laughs) Russians landing in the U.S. to give terms for a uh, end-of-war deal with Ukraine. And basically some of the data I saw was, some of the rules were that Russia is going to keep all the breadbasket, every bit of it, and and the Black Sea, and the ports on the Black Sea. And Russia said that Kiev and a little bit of western Ukraine, which is basically all that's left, that Russia will even give that to Poland if they want it. They don't really even care. Wow. So this so is anyway, – Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead and comment on that, and then I'll talk a little bit about something going on in Israel. Well, I was wondering if uh, all of this is going to happen, then that means Ukraine has basically surrendered already. It almost sounds like it, but they're keeping it quiet. Or is this just a psyops of some sort? Well, I was I was listening to uh, Ben Harnwell. He's a correspondent out of uh, Italy and Europe. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bannon was talking to him this morning. And Bannon asked him. He said, since apparently the basically Europe's through basically giving freebies to Ukraine for their war. And said, looks like the U.S. is kind of in the same boat. They don't have it and can't steal it to give it to them. And so if that's true, uh, he asked Ben Harnwell what he thought about the scenario. Can they even keep their army going? And, and Harnwell said, no. said, uh, they basically don't have much of an army there now anyway uh, that's facing Russia, that 200,000 of should, the, the, the ones that should be in Ukraine's army, 200,000 Ukrainians are all in Europe, and he said they're not going back home. They could care less, and said that uh, there's a lot of them in the U.S., and they're not going back. And wherever, the, and I think in, uh, I think in Spain and uh, two of, uh, Ireland, I know Ireland's got uh, thousands of Ukrainian uh, military-aged men which they're really mm-hmm. uncomfortable with, but they say that, well, they're not going back either. So what's he gonna, what is Zelensky going to form his army out of? I think, we, yeah. I think uh, basically Biden, has, uh, his bluff has run out. Yeah, it seems like it. And I did read an article where Zelensky has conscripted all these people that are out of the country, but they're not going to pay any attention to that, I wouldn't think. So um, now the whole thing is, well, maybe Ukraine's you know lost what it was for, what it was for, and the powers that be don't need it anymore. And if they don't need it anymore, then they will cede it to the Russians, and away we go. Um, but the real war, as you were saying, maybe elsewhere. It might be in the Strait of Hormuz, where that really starts, because this shipping business. 
But I did read an article where Russian vessels and Iranian vessels and whatnot are not being uh, targeted. It's only Western vessels. And uh, um, those that are flying a European flag, evidently. So this is going to get very, very interesting because the insurance companies have, um, I guess, canceled coverage for the ships that go through there because of the attacks from Yemen. What's the deal with uh, any more news out of Yemen? I did hear something about they vowed to continue this assault on uh, our vessels, and particularly Israeli vessels. Oh, absolutely. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, information came out the other day that Biden had offered uh, the Yemen's a deal, kind of a carrot on a stick, like he does Iran all the time, you know, to pay them mm-hmm. to be quiet, and they told him right up front, no, that, we're done. And, of course, Iran is behind Yemen. However, uh, uh, says mm-hmm. uh, they're now threatening to attack all U.S. warships in the Red Sea, and, of course, they're supported by Iran. And one of the latest one is uh, Hal Turner had it up uh, the 21st yesterday, Ansar Allah, in Yemen, that's the leader, calls for general military mobilization for fighters to go into Israel. Says plans to send Houthi fighters into Gaza to fight Israel. And the, but what I see happening, Stuart, and it, maybe it's early, uh, but there mm-hmm. there are just little little nuggets here and there, though. From what I'm gleaning from intelligence that's coming in, is that apparently Turkey has uh, somehow deployed or or uh, beached uh, some Turkish uh, fighters or, I guess you could say, Turkish military that have now been seen in Gaza uh, wearing Turkish uniforms, by the way. They've apparently made it onto the beaches. And uh, Yemen is supposed to also provide, uh, you know, men to go into Gaza to fight the Israelis, and actually, though, uh, there's new information coming out that Russia has put troops now uh, on the Golan, uh, that's the border, you know, along mm-hmm. Syria there and, and, and Lebanon, you know, with Israel. So what we're seeing, it appears to be, it would be very easy for Turkey and Iran, and, and I could just name off a number of the, the Arab countries to begin to send uh, military men in to actually attack Israel. Uh, there could be a major attack on Israel, an invasion, if you will. But now this is playing out in slow stages. It's it's a it's it reminds you of the Ukraine war with Russia, how that they played it out a little here, little there. Then you knock off a few months, and then you go a year, and then you keep going six more months, and another <laughs> year, and you know it's a slow movement. However, it looks like uh, they're building up to some kind of major fight. Now, here's something. Well, two things happened today that's really interesting. Number one, Breitbart uh, put it out today as a headline, December 22nd. Guess what? The U.S. failed to veto the U.N. Security Council resolution on secession of hostilities in Gaza. The resolution passed at the U.N. vote of 13 to 0. So the United States did not support Israel and voted against Israel to stop the fighting in Gaza. Now, I don't expect Israel will listen, but that's just me. 
But at the same well, would, time, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was just saying, I, I, you know, Biden's going to betray Israel, Obama. Uh, he's already said so, that if push came to shove, and this is Obama, I will side with the Muslim world. I will side with Islam. And uh, so uh, Obama actually running Biden uh, doesn't surprise me that now we're watching a kind of a sidestep with the U.N. But what is the U.N. going to do now? Because Israel's not going to say they're not going to cease any hostilities. They may for a temporary truce like they did once before, which is idiotic, but they do a lot of dumb things that I wouldn't do, but that's why I'm not the head of Israel. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I think I think uh, it's it's not unexpected. I've been expecting Biden to double-cross them all along. And mm-hmm. uh, this came out, too, from Hal Turner today, covert intel, uh, said Israel-Lebanon border heats up with conflict. Very heavy armed fighting is now underway between IDF and Hezbollah forces on the Israeli northern border. Then there was an update uh, a little later that I, that's really interesting, and, uh, and and this also is backed up by a number of YouTubes I saw today, too. Of the, the fighting's really ramped up between uh, Hezbollah and Israel. And, but mm-hmm. this one, okay, this update says reported serious security incident has taken place on the Israeli-Lebanon border. The Israeli military has a news blackout gag order in place on the situation, reporting it as unusual and concerned incident. So we're probably not going to know what happened, but whatever it is, they're almost going into the Gaza war in the north. From what I can tell and from what I've heard from the generals, uh, that is working this war, basically, is that uh, if they have to fight Lebanon, they'll take it. They'll take it on just like they did Gaza. In other words, they're going to smash everything there. And uh, well, that just leaves it. You know, Iran in the background, ready to attack. You know, you've got everybody else lined mm-hmm. up. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, this thing is is really getting. I'll use their word, unusual. I think you're going to uh, watch the script play out to World War III. Now, where World War III starts, I mean, if, let's say, uh, Yemen, uh, Iran, uh, sinks one of our carrier groups, uh, that's World War III right there. Uh, or even if, I don't know, O'Biden doesn't seem to be doing much to protect our troops. What have they had, over 100 attacks so far? And he's really done very, very little to repay for that. So who knows what he would do if we sunk one of our carrier groups. And that would be losses, huge losses. And remember the visions. They didn't say where it happened. But there were a number of prophetic visions given to people of one of our carrier groups sunk. I mean, the carrier itself and all their support ships were just taken out. And they didn't know where it was, especially, but that it happened. So this could get really serious because who knows what Yemen actually has. 
who knows what Iran has supplied her with. And nobody knows. So, yeah, this could get really, really serious very quickly. And maybe it's tied directly to Hezbollah and their actions uh, on the northern border. Anyway, uh, what else you got? Well, I found it rather interesting because there's so many people that I guess you could say, you know, while uh, Trump was president, there was a lot of, I guess you could say, I don't know what you call them, so-called Christians that said uh, they they just literally hated Trump and, and you know, uh, all they wanted was somebody to do the right thing. And listen to this headline. Israeli hostage families ask evangelical leaders to tell their loved ones stories until all the hostages in Gaza are freed. Joel Rosenberg meeting with Mike Huckabee and others meeting in Israel well, there's there's the the man that would would do the right thing, Mike Huckabee, but when he ran for president, nobody cared. Nobody yep. even cared. So I don't want even want to hear the rhetoric. I, I just want somebody that's a Christian, or a, or I want somebody that's a righteous man, or I want somebody I think that I could trust to do the right thing. Well, guess what? You had your chance. Yep, they did, and uh, well, the whole nation blew it. Um, I got an email from somebody. I want to read it. And I know I got some prophecies I want to get into that I were sent. <clears throat> but anyway, this one is kind of interesting, and it's a, it's about the United States, Babylon the Great. People just don't get it. The powers to be don't play by the rules or laws. No rules or laws for them. Total lawlessness. Rules and laws are only for you. Only the honest people believe and obey the rules. Total evil governments and leaders just laugh at you. They mock you right in your face 24-7. The powers to be own and control everything. Media, money, banks, judicial, IRS, etc. And have the global military, law enforcement, FBI, CIA, NATO, we could name all of them, to enforce it. The powers to be will take whatever they want, whether you own it or not, and a piece of paper will mean nothing to them. Oh, this says I own it. Watch as they take whatever they want. And as you lay dead, what did George Bush Jr. say about the United States Constitution? I quote, it is just a damn piece of paper. Let that sink in what he said, the law of the land. All the powers to be think the same way. You think that showing them a piece of paper saying you own your car or your house or whatever will save it. Welcome to the beast world government. A beast takes whatever it wants and kills whatever it wants. Prepare for total enslavement and just take the mark. When the new digital currency comes in and everything you had in the bank is gone and your paper U.S. dollars are worthless, get under the wings of the Lord Jesus Christ while you can before you perish. Remember, you're not supposed to be of this world. You are a sojourner, not an earth dweller. You are not of this world. Let them have it. The powers to be will have nothing at the end as God destroys the whole earth because of them. Can't be fixed. Total rebuild. Read your Bible. (laughs) 
Well, what'd you think of that one, Larry? I thought that was pretty good. <clears throat> I, I kind of think that's probably very truthful if you don't believe that uh, basically there is no constitution. <laughs> Ask the J6 people that's been, what, three-plus years sitting in jails illegally and were arrested yeah. illegally, and the whole thing is, is is just a snow job. I mean, all of it. And they sit in those jails being eagerly, eagerly held. They can't even half the time hear a lawyer. Uh you know, it, it's a whole scam. But, but you know, I guess people believe that uh, the Constitution means what it says, right? And we can also trust, can't we, can't we trust the, uh, the judges to do the right things? Can't we even trust the Supreme Court to make the right decisions? And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, it's like the Second Amendment. They just, uh, the Supreme Court just allowed Illinois to keep their, uh, I, I don't know whether it's semi-automatic uh, AK-47, AR-15 type weapons are banned. And the Supreme Court allowed them to do that. Now that is uh, the Supreme Court we have today. And uh, I remember Justice Scalia told us before he was murdered that uh, they were going to come after the Second Amendment, and they were going to take the guns. Well, they can take it only as long as the American people <clears throat> allow it. If the American people say no, then they can't do it. And this is something that people don't seem to understand. If you just say no, we're not going to go along with this, then there's nothing they can do about it. And um, but that that time is I think long long gone. Um, anyway, well that no, uh, yeah. My yeah. question is, Stuart, is 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 the word no? Is it kind of like Psalm two, you know, redacted? <laughs> yeah, I think so. People don't know how to say no anymore. Um, you just have to sit there and watch them get angry at you when you say no. Going to learn to do that anyway. There's some visions of civil war. Now we've been talking about that, Larry, for some time. Uh, <clears throat> this comes from a Hans Petter, and it's an old vision, 2008. I started to see a movie in the spirit. First act was that Obama was elected as president, and he was the door opener for the next thing that happened. Dark skies came over the USA with thunderstorms. People were fighting each other in the streets. Tires and cars were burning in the streets. People were really suffering, screaming for help. They had nothing to eat, and they had, did not have a home. It was a hard time. The cities were burning. I saw a gap start to split the nation. It started in California moved forward across the nation and ended up by the East Coast, north of New York. Then in parentheses, he's got Civil War. Act Two, then people started to pray for help and ask for help from Jesus. I saw two eagles, or prophets, that came flying from the east, and behind came Jesus. Healing came to the USA, and Jesus restored the cities and people's lives. Now, we've had visions of a what do we call that, Larry? A, a reversal of things. We go through a dark time, 
and then we come out on the other side. Now, even George Washington's vision said that. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I have trouble with it only because of what the Bible's prophets have to say about Babylon the Great. It's not that we couldn't have a revival after this dark time, because we certainly could. But at the end, we're done for. And I remember that, um, oh, what's his name? Um, he wrote the uh, Set Thy Trumpet to Thy Mouth. Uh, oh, David, David Wilkinson. Wilkinson. Yeah, and he said that uh, uh, there was going to be a financial collapse in the United States uh, and that we were gone, the church was gone, as the nuclear bombs fell from uh, the beginning of World War III. And uh, the people left behind just <laughs> were pretty much terminated at that point. Anyway, uh, here's another one. This is June 2009. These are older ones. Last night, while praying before I went to bed, the Lord gave me a vision that really rattled me. In the vision, I saw this land split into four parts. There's your division. With each one under its own flag, each region had terrible destruction. Many people were dead. As I looked over the destruction, I was crying, and the Lord asked me, Why are you crying over the fall of Babylon? As a matter of fact, why have you been praying for the healing of Babylon? And I can attest to that. Uh, I was kind of told, I guess one could say, quit praying for Babylon. You can pray for the leaders, as you said to do, but... Babylon is going into destruction. Anyway, the list was long and to the point, with such points as the killing of several generations of unborn children. Besides this charge, he added that these babies had been sacrificed to the God of self. The list also included greed, idolatry, pride, fornication, and many others, so many I could not even read them all. As I looked at the list of charges, I was overwhelmed and broken by the fact that we live every day in a nation that is so far removed from God and in total opposition to the kingdom of God, yet we are still comfortable here. We have become a lot like Lot living in Sodom. The prosperity that the nation offers us has blinded us from the evils that rule this land. We complain about how bad it is, but still uh, uh, stay attached to it with every ounce of strength we have. Well, of course, this is true, um, because people have negated the straight gate in their way, and, and which is the only way you detach from this world. There is no other way offered. The Lord told me, getting back to the vision, to look at the nation as he sees it, not through my eyes, but through his I could not look too long before I had to agree and repent of loving Babylon. Once I repented, the Lord told me to prepare for the fall as time is running out. I must preach the gospel of the kingdom, not the gospel of America. America is already judged. The time of shaking is now and will increase rapidly. What do you think? Well, I think that sounds really interesting. And by the way, you read that one a while ago about the Civil War, and, and really both of those I pretty much agree with. But there's a new movie, 
And I was on a show today with Augusto. He wanted to do a conversation beyond the veil. And so we talked about some of what's been coming out in these late movies, predictive programming. And I know you know what that means. And uh, anyway, mentioned uh, the latest one out, which is a movie. It's by Obama, by the way. And uh, it's called Leave the World Behind. And it's predictive yep. of, of everything we got coming up. Matter of fact, I guess it would be predictive as it starts out. I haven't seen it. I saw a trailer. Uh, I've heard other people say they've seen it. And it starts out with race troubles in America. And so, well, when you think of Obama, what else can you expect? But oddly yep. enough, there's also a movie coming out. In, uh, and this is what's strange. You mentioned uh, Lot while ago. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a, a friend of mine, uh, Mark Goodwin. He's an author that I really like to read because he places at the beginning of every chapter in his book a corresponding scripture from the Word, and those mm-hmm. he embeds them in the book, and and uh, it's really really good. And he's got a new series that are starting. Uh, they start uh, in April of all times, or February, April, March, April, somewhere along in there, and. It's called The Days of Lot. It's, it's a series about the days of Lot. And I thought, well, isn't that interesting that he's just suddenly decided he's going to write books about the days of Lot. <laughs> and you're reading prophecies like that. We've got that other movie I've talked about already, or I think people heard me talk about the Invasion Day. You know, we shared about that mm-hmm. and, and and how that really links in. But uh all this predictive programming, though, you know, even Bobby Ackert has a new book series coming out within the gates. In other words, they're already inside get the gates. I mean, and that comes out in April. And a lot of it, and I think the movie Civil War, and I mentioned that, that's a, that's yes. a Hollywood movie, a, a full film that's coming out in April. There's your dates again. And it it shows America has gone into a full civil war between the states, and I've seen some trailers, and it it's really it's really real looking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think Stuart that we're going to begin to move into that. Matter of fact, right now uh, we we already have uh, troubles between and and one of the states that's really causing problems it seems with Biden is uh, Texas. Not only have they locked down the border, they refused to remove their borders uh, devices that are in the rivers, and uh, they also have been putting up fences and, and uh, repelling, you know, those that are trying to invade, but uh, they just passed a law. Uh, they, I think he signed it, but it doesn't come into effect yet that they can, you know, the state of Texas can arrest illegal aliens that cross into the state of Texas. They can arrest them. And Mm -hmm. uh, so there's going to be a lot of trouble there. Plus, I'm hearing calls from some of the legislators in Texas that are saying that they can't can't speak for New Mexico or Arizona or California, Mm -hmm. but they're considering a complete border shutdown of the border between Mexico and Texas. And that means... They've already. I heard they've already stopped the trains. The trains were coming through with thousands of them on them, and yes. uh, and so anyway, uh, I think all of this is leading to a lot of the states. You know, Colorado's already said, well, Trump's not going to be on. Now we'll see how this plays out, but he's <laughs> yeah, not going to be on our, uh, you know, on the ballots. 
Well, there's three states now saying, uh, you know, three states saying Biden's not going to be on the ballot, and Texas is saying we're considering leaving Biden off of our ballots. So, Stuart, I don't even know if we'll have an election. This thing may may not make it till an election. Yeah, I, I, I'd be very surprised, actually, if we have one. But uh, here's another one that goes into the Civil War. Kenny Atnip. Now, this was issued June 2013. Some time ago, God showed me and some others that America would enter an internal war. You can call it civil war, revolutionary war, or anything you like, but it is coming. God showed me plainly that many Christians would be tempted to be part of a war against the government and said that this war would be a part of his judgment on the USA, and we should not get involved. The current government's actions are because of God's judgment. So he who resists this government resists God's ordinance. Well, I guess you could argue that any way you want to go. But he says global war is coming as well, and America will be attacked, and after all these things, I saw a time of peace again. So there you go into that uh, particular area of, well, are we going to be destroyed? Or do we go through this darkness and then come out on the other side in what I would call a false light? And that would be the false light of Lucifer and a false peace. And that would be part of the arrival and the strong delusion of Thessalonians. And that's the way I see it. In other words, it would be a um, golden age, a new false golden age uh, of the gods where they return. And, you know, like the movie V and some of the other movies we've seen on uh, TV and the movies, actually. Or you can go into Star Trek and the Federation of Planets, etc., etc. And there was one movie... Um, I think it was Coming Home or something like that, where uh, Kirk, Admiral Kirk, and his crew uh, went into a time warp to collect some whales. And uh, when they were back in the, I don't know, I think 20th century, and uh, anyway, this lady who, who was a keeper, really, of the whales... Uh, was trying to figure out who Kirk really was and whether he was legit or not. And she made a comment that I found very, very interesting. Uh, She says, well, I suppose you guys in the 23rd century don't use money. And he said, no, we don't. And they weave this kind of stuff into these movies. And while I love science fiction, and I'm sure you do, uh, you really got to be on guard for what they're planting in these movies. It's, uh, uh, you know, they also have the uh, evolution conspiracy woven deep into these things. Because if you go into Star Trek, you see all these different creatures. Well, the Bible talks about that. The Book of Enoch talks about it. They take on different appearances and fool mankind. Well, in fact, they're all fallen angel types. They're fallen creatures, and they're here to deceive. So it's woven into all of these uh, movies. 
teleportation is another thing, but that's real. Um, the fact that we are involved, like Dr. Sala and the rest of them are saying, with these, uh, I don't know what, now, 70, 80 different species, um, kind of a galactic federation. Um, it's all too real, but it's also all too much of a um, delusion. In other words, what they're doing, long and short of it, they're replacing Jesus Christ with aliens. And uh, that is because God says, well, you didn't want to have anything to do with my son, so here, have some aliens and see how you like those. And, uh, of course, they're going to appear as benevolent for the most part. And uh, <laughs> I got a feeling they aren't that benevolent, I guess one would say. What do you think? I can't get away from the cookbook. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it's it's amazing. Um, then I got another one I want to read to you because it's kind of odd. And it comes from a lady. I'm not going to give her name. Now listen carefully. When watching the solar flares that happened the other day, yes, flares, there were two explosions from the same spot, but not until there was a laser flash directly at the flare, and it didn't erupt until those laser flashes directly in that spot. It happened back to back. I believe these super flares are being done on purpose to push the agenda. Now, at first glance, you would say, wait a minute. But remember what Tesla said. Tesla said they could really agitate the sun with his technology. Do you suppose they're doing this deliberately, just a question, experimenting to see if they can push an EMP event? I just thought it was kind of interesting. And I have not been able to vet that. Uh, so I don't know if people out there want to go look and see if they can look it up and see if they can see a laser flash. Uh, that would be very, very interesting because i got to tell you, folks, directed energy weapons are very, very powerful weapons. And uh, I know Larry's familiar with it, and I certainly am. Uh, they can target an individual. They can target a house. Uh, they can target a community, like happened out in California. You remember the fires in California? Well, what about the fires over there in Hawaii, where their town was all but destroyed? And blue cars, for an example, weren't even touched. But everything around them was burned to a crisp. Uh, if you had on a blue hat, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be touched. That's, uh, those are earmarks of directed energy weapons. Uh, what do you think, Larry? Well, they haven't even explained what happened to all the kids, have they? No, they haven't, and I'm sure we don't want to know what happened to them. Um, you probably don't don't want to know, and, and you're probably not going to, because when's the last time you heard any information coming out of Hawaii? That is a, that, is, that bottle has been corked. 
Yes. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, it, <laughs> but people don't care. Uh, like that prophecy, we're in love with Babylon. We're too comfortable. And that's what God says. I'm going to take the dainties away. Well, what are the dainties? Well, probably all the little things we take for granted, like running water, uh, electricity, uh, all the little things that we just think are so wonderful and make us comfortable. Um, People that have gone into Gaza and seen what has happened there, uh, I don't always believe the U.N., but the reports of starvation are coming in, and I wouldn't doubt it. You, you're at war, and when you have war, like Larry has said over and over again, a war is not a police action. A war is not an operation. A war is a war, and the gloves come off on a war. That's why um, Netanyahu declared it as a war. And uh, people just don't understand what war actually means. The, the gloves are off. And if people think, well, they're going to go by the Geneva Code or they're going to go by international conduct, you're, you're crazy if you think that's what happens in a war. A war is a war. And all the gloves are off. And all kinds of evil on both sides happen. And that's just what a war is. Uh, what do you think, Larry, on that? Yeah, I'm even hearing now uh, from some of the people on uh, America's Voice News indicating that they're, they're actually the left is airbrushing uh, the uh, attack on the 7th uh, on Israel. Uh, and, and some are even denying now anybody was hurt. And, you know, we know hundreds and hundreds were killed. At least two or three hundred or more was taken hostage and taken into mm-hmm. Gaza. And the last I've been understanding is most of the hostages, everybody says, well, you need to do hostage deals. Well, my understanding is most of them are dead. <laughs> you, you think they've lived in Gaza this long and they're doing fine as a hostage? I mean, yeah. That's a, you know, it's a no man's land. And by the way, uh, uh, that's exactly what happened. Israel declared war on Gaza. It, it's not, you know, it's not like uh, America goes in for a peacekeeping force or something. It, they're not there to keep the peace. They're there to kill Hamas. And I, my understanding is that they're already killing Hamas in different countries around the world right now as we speak. The Mossad's taking them out. And, uh, of course, we don't hear half the news, and American news is all lies anyway now. But uh, this deal's building over there. It's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Uh, Here's a a little article from the CFR, Council on Foreign Relations, and this is an analysis of what's going on in Gaza. So far, the results of Israel's campaign have been mixed. Israel has hit Hamas hard, but it is falling short in many areas, inflicting a devastating toll on civilians in Gaza and paying a heavy price in terms of international support. The Center for Strategic and International Studies, Daniel Byman, wrote for Foreign Affairs. That's the CFR magazine. Israel's leaders are often trying to have it all. Instead, they need to take hard choices, make hard choices, rather, which goals to prioritize, and which to downplay. Uh, 
Riyadh is leading a diplomatic effort designed to generate an international narrative that questions the legality of Israel's military aggression and the U.S. diplomatic cover it is utilizing. So here we have the beginnings of the underlying thing of uh, Henry Groover, right? Where he said that Israel decides for whatever reason to basically go in and annihilate the Palestinians. Now that hasn't happened yet, but they're, they're certainly on the way to it. So if another major attack were to come from Hezbollah, which is really does a, uh, Hamas is just an arm basically of Hezbollah, as I understand it. And uh, so this thing could escalate to the point where Israel just decides we have to we have to do this or we're, we're not going to survive. And it's kind of a, a Samson's option on a limited basis. What do, what do you think? about that well i was listening and uh, you know they were talking about how so many civilians are being killed when you when you attack hamas in gaza everybody mm-hmm. is hamas in gaza the entire population of gaza not only voted hamas in to lead their nation lead all their peoples and lead that that area they also invested themselves in Hamas, and Hamas rules, and they're all Hamas. I mean, they live yes. with them. They eat with them. They sleep with them. Uh, they, they work with the terror weapons, and they, they hide all the implements of terror and attacks and war. And So when you say going in there and hurting the poor civilians, they're all Hamas. Yes. You know? I mean, what? how... how how smart does somebody have to be to figure that one out all by themselves? And and I'll say this, you know, I, I think they're beginning to fulfill what Henry Gruber saw. And remember, Henry Gruber said nobody's going to. And I'm this, I'm paraphrasing this, of course, but I, I think Henry Gruber indicated nobody, no country on this planet is going to give Israel a kudos for killing Hamas. Yeah. Yep, I think that's true because we're watching this now with uh, this uh, UN Security Council, where the UN signals and, and did support the latest draft that was done. Uh, they changed some of the uh, text. Uh, rather than immediate ceasefire, the text said to urge creating conditions for sustainable cessation of hostilities unhindered humanitarian access, and immediately release of all hostages. Well, Israel's not going to do that. Now, they, I guess they've said they, can, they could live with it, but I don't think they're going to abide with it. I mean, that's totally contradictory to what Netanyahu said publicly, that they're going to eliminate Hamas, period, which means basically, like you just said, eliminating the Palestinians, and you're absolutely right. It is the Palestinians who supported, voted in uh, Hamas. Now, some would argue that they're just fearful and they can't get rid of them now that they're in power, and they just kill anybody that opposes them, which is possibly, but uh, they they themselves, we're, we're doing the same thing. We voted yeah, in. Here. <laughs> Oh, oh Biden. Yeah, here, here in America, yeah, here, Stuart, here in America, I guess you could call America, you know, the American people, 
whether they voted Biden in or not, we probably will never know because they'll never admit it or show the evidence. So with that being said, he is the usurper of that office, and we don't have the, the guts to throw him out. We don't have the wherewithal to even stand against him or even hardly talk against him. So with the American people so cowed down, we're just like the Palestinians. And so what what are we going to, you know, when, when, you know, the creator decides, okay, Babylon or America, it's time to go, uh, what's the universe going to say? Oh, don't hurt the American people. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yep. Uh, we, we've done the same thing. We voted into communists, and I've long thought that the American people unknowingly are communistic at, at heart because of all the public uh, handouts that people get. And once you start down that road, then the government can put on little conditions here and little conditions there. Next thing you know, they run the world, and you get your little uh, allotment of money at the end of it, uh, your little digital wallet with your digital uh, dollars, and they decide, well, today, uh, this month, you can have 300 digital dollars, and if you're a good little boy and girl, maybe we'll raise that to 400 digital dollars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you can only buy what we allow you to buy with those digital dollars, and uh, you didn't you didn't whimper at all when we had all these other rules and regulations that we put on you. You didn't say no, we wouldn't do it. So what's your problem now? Why are you arguing against us? You voted us in, and even if we lied and we stole the election, you haven't gotten off your couch to dispute it. You uh, you you've allowed all this to take place without a whimper. And so don't be crying to us, the government. Uh, we're, we're not going to listen to you any more than God is going to listen to anybody. You either do what you, he told you to do to escape the matrix, or you go into eternal ruin. It's, it's simple, and it's very well laid out in the scripture in both Old and New Testament, if people don't believe it. There is no contradiction in the salvation in the Old Testament and the New. It's all there. And uh, so God's not going to listen to anybody crying. In fact, he says he won't. He says, it's not my will that any perish, but that all come to repentance. Well, if they won't, whose fault is it? And so, on. you know, it's, it's no different down here. And the communists have every right to say, well, what's your problem, people? You didn't rise up. You, uh, you you haven't done anything about a judicial system that's been totally infiltrated. You didn't do anything about the Christian uh, world when we infiltrated that and destroyed true Christianity. You didn't say anything about that. What's your problem? You don't have a problem. You created it yourself. And so if you don't like it, lump it. And that's their attitude now. They're coming right out and telling you, folks, if you don't like it, lump it. Um, <laughs> here's another one. I'm switching horses here. Uh, Bill Gates funds needle-free mRNA vaccine as public support for injections 
of the mRNA technology wanes because of all the murders and deaths and and maiming this has done, the social pass, like uh, Moderna and all the others, need to find new and inventive ways to make sure the human livestock has altered to their liking. Bill Gates has funded research will enable the delivery of mRNA vaccine technologies via a needleless wafer. Find that kind of interesting in view of, of if you go into the Book of Revelation and you do some word studies, one of the words that comes up about this injection stuff is a palisade. A palisade is like a rampart of, uh, how do we, uh, they used to use it in olden days, where they would cut timber, sharpen it to a point, and you'd have hundreds of these sharp uh, things making kind of a rampart so that people couldn't climb over them without getting killed, basically. Well, what they've done is they've reduced this down to a microscopic level, and it's the same thing as a snake fang. Uh, if you um, put it under a microscope, these are little tiny snake fangs, and you don't even feel it. And they've got them so that you can put it on your arm or whatever. They're just a little tiny square, and the, uh, the snake fangs inject the mRNA. So what they're trying to do is, because people are getting wise, they're trying to come up with something else. And I also read an article where they were going to introduce this into uh, the atmosphere, but I think they probably already have. Uh, They want everybody in on this thing. They want to terminate all those who will not go along with their system, and they mean to do it. And I don't know exactly how long God allows this to take place. I mean, we've already seen millions of people die around the world and millions more maimed by these Pfizer and Moderna and uh, Johnson and Johnson, all these other mRNA vaccines. And now we're hearing that even your flu vaccines are mRNA as well. I wouldn't be taking any vaccine myself. Uh, No way they're going to do that. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, what else you got, Larry, you want to talk about? Well, you're talking about uh, jumping on another horse or whatever. Uh, Here's something I want to bring up that's kind of of interesting. Uh, I was reading, matter of fact, this kind of brought it back to my mind today when I was on the show with Augusto Perez. He mentioned uh, Jacob. You know, he's talking about the cosmos and Jacob and scepter and all this kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. Yep. And anyway, when he said that and said Jacob, that brought it back to my mind. Uh, uh, something I'd read some time ago, it was by a rabbi. And I couldn't remember, <laughs> I, matter of fact, I couldn't remember hardly any of it when I told it, you know, when I was talking about Jacob wrestling with an angel, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yes. But anyway, yeah. on December the 2nd, uh, I read it, I went back and found it again. Uh, Israel 365 uh, had a rabbi, Pishik Waliki, is as best I can pronounce his name. Anyway, he studies uh, the Torah 
and you know things that are in the Torah that uh, seem to link together. And some of this stuff that Israel 365 studies also goes back into Bible codes, whether it's yes. uh, Glazerson or sometimes it's, uh, you know, Barry Rothman, and, you know, they come up with this stuff. But anyway, uh, interestingly, listen to the title of, the, of this. It was a Bible study by this rabbi, and the title was The Sciatic Nerve and the Eternity. And uh, it's interesting because, uh, and they quote, and I, I couldn't remember this on Augusto's show, so if, if anybody heard Augusto's show and now they're hearing this show, at least on this show, you, I remembered and went and found the scripture that tied in, but that rabbi was using Genesis 32, 33, chapter 32 of Genesis and verse 33, and it was from the Israel Bible, 85, and mm-hmm. basically it went into uh, why, oddly enough, the children of Israel said to this day do not eat the thigh muscle that is on the socket of the hip since Jacob's hip socket was wrenched at the thigh muscle you know at the sciatic nerve and so basically what this this rabbi was getting at was the fact that when Jacob wrestled with the angel you know back in the Torah times and mm-hmm. all uh the angel wounded, and if you know, we all remember Jacob. I think was wanting a blessing, and so he wouldn't let the he grabbed the angel and wouldn't let him go, and they had a struggle. And but anyway, uh, the angel actually wounded J- Jacob in his hip socket and the sciatic nerve. Now the reason I brought this up was the fact that, uh, and this is so odd. About the last two years, at least the last two years since we've been talking about uh, the destroyer and beginning to see pictures of it around the sun and and we're having all these problems with the sun and its activity and probably the destroyer has some, uh, I guess you could say, actions or interactions that's causing the sun to do some of these things. But the uh, because we're body electric, a lot of times when we have, and you, you've even mentioned to me, when we have these sun flares and these geomagnetic yes. storms, you can feel them, and you say, "Boy, my my nerve, my you know, I hurt." And, yes. And anyway, <laughs> well, that's happened to me lately, even. And darn it, and a couple sci- of years ago, sciatic nerve you, too. Yeah, I, I know it. And start, she started talking about it, and I can't tell you right now how many people have told me that they're experiencing this, like couple of years at least, probably before that, but really much more. Uh, lately, they've been having that problem, and and uh, a couple of months ago, I actually thought I'd hurt my back or something because that sciatic nerve, it was hurting. That nerve hurt all the way from my bottom of my foot, all the way up to my hip, all the way up to the back of my neck, my head. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that dude's a real troublemaker, and I can see why the angel, <laughs> if he wanted to bother Jacob from then on out the rest of his life bother that nerve in that hip, you know, <laughs> because it affects everything. And so anyway, uh, you know, I brought up the fact that it's odd to me, you know, basically we've got a uh, our binary star system, and we talked about that on Augusto's show. Uh, we have a the other sun, I call it, I, I, because in a binary star system you've got two suns. Well, I called or refer or referred to Nibiru, ne- Nemesis, Destroyer, whatever you want to call it. That 
That and in the Bible codes it says Nibiru is a star. However, it's a failed star. It's it's it, it, it's kind of mutated. It didn't it didn't turn into a sun like our sun soul or whatever we call it. Name it uh, that gives light and it gives life. You know this this mm-hmm. uh, this star is a failed star. And I was thinking, you know, it makes me think of a connection between a failed archangel named Lucifer. And and maybe there's a some type of uh, symbolism between the failed brown dwarf star, in other words, the other star in our binary system that we now pretty much have proof from the Colburn and other things of. And, and but and but it, what's interesting to me is, is and I'd like your opinion on this is the timing that suddenly when this thing came back into being, if you will, in other words, where you could see it and feel the effects of it, this system that's out there around the sun, uh, we're now actually having or seemingly having that sciatic nerve uh, excited or troubled all of us because of the sun activity or the interaction. And my this is my question, Stuart. Is it possible that we're being reminded that not only is this a natural scenario, like Jacob was in the na- in the natural fighting with a supernatural angel, and so you've got two realms there. Is it possible that we're in the time frame of a of a humanity wrestling with the angelic? Oh, I think so. Absolutely, uh, humanity has rejected. Uh, Jesus Christ, basically, even the Christians, for the most part, have also abandoned what Jesus told them to do. And so what's left? Uh, So you're going to be wrestling with Satan, who is the great murderer from the beginning. And also, of course, you're wrestling against God himself. Uh, It's all in the spirit. It's, it's, it's in the spirit realm. And, um, you know, the, the Germans worship the black sun. And I believe the black sun that they talk about is, in fact, Nemesis, a failed star. They call it the black sun. And, uh, they, you know, it's all connected to the arrival. It's connected to, uh, uh, well, what was his name? Uh, he wrote a lot of books. Zechariah Sitchin and how the Anunnaki were tied directly to the black sun and the planets that rotate around it. And, uh, that, uh, and of course, if they're angelic or fallen angels, and this is all deception, of course, it doesn't matter at all because they're not subject to this kind of environment. They could care less what the environment is. But anyway, it, yeah, I, I, I don't doubt that at all. And uh, I'm very familiar with sciatic nerve and and uh, that sort of thing. It's plagued me for almost two years. And uh, um, possibly I'm wrestling with an angel and don't even know it. You know, I'm too stupid to, to uh, I'm too hard-headed, you know. So he has his ways. And you often wonder, you know, when you're going through something like that, and, of course, it was a near-death experience. And uh, um, even the ICU doctors weren't sure I was going to make it. 
That's how close it was. But, uh, you know, you, you go through this stuff, and the pain is beyond description that you're going through. And, you, you know, you're just taking it one second at a time because what else can you do? You know, the Lord has his way. He allows stuff like that. And so a lot of people say, well, you're just being punished. You must be doing something bad. You know, all kinds of people have all kinds of opinions. And I just don't pay any attention to it. I'd rather just listen to the Lord and have him tell me what he's <laughs> what he's got in mind. And uh, like you said, I mean, Jacob uh, is kind of symbolic of Israel, modern Israel. It seems to have a sciatic nerve problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's going to go into a, a, a huge deception along with the world. We call him Lucifer or Antichrist or whatever name you want to give it. doesn't really matter what you call it. It's a huge deception. It's connected to the arrival. It's connected to the strong delusion. Uh, again, uh, the Lord says, well, you don't want my son. You don't want to do what he told you to do. So here, why don't you have some angels, and we'll prop it all up with these movies so that we plant those seeds in your mind. And the world basically is ready, Larry, for this arrival. I believe they basically are ready now for this grand arrival, and they will accept them as the gods who created them, when in reality it's Satan and his fallen ones. And it, it's, a, it's such a clever delusion. I mean, you talk about brilliance. This thing is extremely brilliant. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I just think people ought to wake up, but I don't think they will. Um, what's your take on that? I think most of mankind, in fact, a large majority, are going to accept this arrival like that um, – prophecy of uh can't think of her name now i read it on one of the night shadow show about how mankind not only has invited these beings here but they want them here and they want all the goodies that they're going to bring with them to fool everybody <laughs> so yeah that's kind of a interesting connection there yeah, it's, it's 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 interesting, and then you know, you said, "What do I think on on the scenario?" I think that you know, Trump probably was a Cyrus figure. Whether it was a very good one, I don't know. Uh, I won't judge all that yet. But uh, oddly enough, I think if Hillary had been given the presidency as she expected, and as basically. The entire deep state thought was about to occur. They just didn't take Trump serious, uh, and the system seemed to have failed them just barely, but barely enough to where she lost the election because of electorates. And uh, I think probably we would be, we would already be way beyond where we are now. I think that Trump stalled it for four solid yes. years, yes, and, did, and yeah. this is what has, this is what has literally literally driven the elite, you know, the world's elite and and the deep state government totally insane. They have gone insane to that he will they're not ever going to allow him to live if they can help it. 
much less have any control over anything again. They're going to destroy him and everything, and it's like, uh, Stuart, that because of losing those four years, they have now put everything on the line. They, they're they completely out in the open on destroying this world, and basically they are really ready for an entity to come and rule. They're ready now. Oh, I think so, yeah. Uh, all, all they need is an arrival. Or it could, in the alternative, it could be that they pick out like somebody like Obama and the aliens put their arm around him and say, follow your leader. This is whom we have chosen. So it can go either way. Um, as far as Trump goes, uh, I'm not a fan of Trump, never have been. I think, I, I think he's just uh, uh, the Lord picked him for a purpose. And that purpose, I believe, was to, how do I word this, was to give America a chance to repent. And they didn't. Anymore when, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, he was a heart surgeon, ran for president. They didn't want him either. Uh, There's been a number of leaders or people who have run, and America said no. And... uh, so anyway, Trump comes in, and he brings Christmas back. Uh, I, I don't believe Trump's a Christian myself. I think he's a pretend Christian, but that's just my business and my thoughts. Uh, but it doesn't really matter uh, who he is. There was a delay, and it, like you just said, it really irritated, or in the opposition, um, He was deliberately chosen by the rich, and Hillary said, they won't allow me to be president. She was very, very angry, and she made a comment about the elite saying that they were not going to allow her to be president. And you remember, what was this guy's name, the attorney general, tall, thin guy, who came out and said that Hillary had done all this bad stuff, and that's what really terminated her. In the vote, I can't remember his name. He he was uh, a big deal. Um, what was his name? I can't remember. Anyway, he's the one who came out and said Hillary had done all these bad things, but they weren't going to prosecute her. (laughs) (laughs) So, So that shot her down. And there was a Secret Service guy who said he had been told that Trump had been selected by the elite way back um, some years ago, long before he even began to run for president. And remember, Rules for Radicals said we want a pivot guy. We We don't want a corporation, but we want an individual that people will love and people will hate. And if you love him, you love him to death. But if you hate him, you hate him to death, too. And he was called a pivot guy, and it would divide the nation. Well, what are we watching? Here they're trying to stop Trump by any means possible, including if they can't do it any other way. I agree with you. I I would imagine a bullet will be used. Now, whether it's going to be successful or not, it's a grand play is what it is. And we're watching it all play out. (laughs) I wouldn't want to be Trump. 
I mean, that poor guy has been through the mill. And uh, I think he came in, honestly thought he could do something. There was somebody that made a prophecy about it and said he came in with good intentions, but they took him into the back room and said, this is how we run it. And remember Schumer? He he said, uh, you mess around with the intelligence agencies, and they have a million ways to get back at you. Oh, yeah. And so Trump was bucking the system. Now, whether that was deliberate and willful on the part of the elite to set up a scam operation, you know, play good against evil, and uh, or not, we don't know. But I do know that, like this Colorado deal, I mean, that's asinine. Ruling was absolutely unconstitutional on the face of it. And that ruling was done by Democrats who are judges. And they're activists. And this is the problem with the judicial system. And it's all the way to the Supreme Court. We're not supposed to have liberals and conservatives on a Supreme Court. What we're supposed to have are people who understand what the Constitution says, and it doesn't matter whether you're liberal or conservative. But now it's partisan. And so they fight on that basis. Well, the liberals won this time at 6-4 or 6-2-3. That's not the way it was set up. It was supposed to be you judge any issue that is before you on the basis of the law. doesn't matter if you're liberal, conservative, independent, or whatever. That is all gone by the wayside. They are totally compromised. And uh, they're going after the Second Amendment, folks. They're going after your guns. And I think they're going to get them. And behind all that is the United Nations, just like our border crisis. Here's a headline talking about the border crisis. Biden crime cabal wages war upon Americans while facilitating a tsunami of military-aged men into the country. A recipe for disaster and chaos to come in 2024. They are swarming our border. It's all deliberate. It's willful. And God is behind it. It's part of the judgment of the United States of America, a.k.a. Babylon the Great, whether you like it or not. You're going to live through the prophecies of Babylon the Great. And the prophecies are not good. (laughs) Not good at all. So, anyway, what do you think about this? And a lot of these are now China, Chinese military guys. Well, from what I'm hearing from uh, Miles Guo and and Nicole Tsai and, and a number of Chinese people that have come here and warned America, uh, this is the invasion. Uh, they They indicate, really, that most of what's coming across that you're seeing on the border of the Chinese, they're uh, PLA. And uh, you know they're literally they're literally Chinese troops is what they are. They're coming into America, and they're preparing to take America down from within. And, and it's just not just them. Matter of fact, Darnett showed me a, a police officer on uh, Facebook was warning everybody on Facebook. I don't know how long it'll be up, but uh, he was warning that they've already been briefed uh, where he's at, and that, uh, has, that Hamas is already in the USA. 
just waiting for a text or a message to come across to turn them loose. That the enemies of America's already they're already here. You don't even have to wait anymore. The ovens, I guess, are just gravy on the you know on, on the plate. Uh, <laughs> yes. But you can't. You cannot warn this nation. You cannot even wake the people of this nation up that they have been invaded already, and with the permission of our own government. You can't get them to understand those words. Yep. I mean, it's it's treason, and the guys that are in the, our government committing this treason are going to wish they had never been born. They don't know that yet, but they will. They think they're going to be rewarded for their efforts to topple our Constitution, Bill of Rights, and topple the nation and betray the people. What happens to these people is historic. Uh, all you got to do is go read history. They're lined up with their families, with their children, and they're executed. And I would do the same thing, as I've said before. If I was uh, head of uh, the Communist Party, and everybody that aided me to come to power in the United States, I'd round them up and I'd kill every one of them. If they will well, betray their families and their mothers and their dads and their grandparents, they're worthless pieces of trash, and they do deserve yep. the killing. And so that's what is going to happen to them, and I've tried to warn them. You guys in deep state that are helping all this, you think you're going to be rewarded? <laughs> You better read your Bible. You're going to get rewarded all right. But it's not the reward you think you're going to get. And after you're dead, you get another reward that's even worse than being lined up and executed. You don't believe the Bible. And so you go down this road, and um, unfortunately, it's a very bad road to go down, but you can't warn them this is going to happen. Bible prophecy has to be fulfilled to the letter. And so they have to do this. They've made their choices. I suppose they can repent, but the odds are most of them will never repent. I can't see Bill Gates repenting or Klaus Schwab or any of these guys repenting. I think they're beyond that, Larry. I think they've gone, you know, there's a line you can cross, and and once you've crossed it, that's it. What else you got? Well, I think that, well, I was going to comment on what you just said. Uh, I think there's a line you cross, and you go over into the reprobate mind, and it's impossible. It is spiritually impossible to recover from that. That's one disease you cannot recover from. And and by the way, I was thinking of a precedent <clears throat> in the days of Jesus when treason was abound. And if you'll remember, Judas, he didn't wait for anybody to kill him. He killed himself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. People never change, I guess. That's human nature. Fallen human nature. And that's the other thing. People, the human race doesn't really believe it's fallen. And so, therefore, they see no need to do anything Jesus said, who classified all of humanity as evil. You know how to give good gifts to you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Well, the love of a parent for its child is supposed to be, you know, one of the greatest of loves. And he's calling that evil. And uh, there's a reason for it. They go back to the Garden of Eden and the Great Fall. It's real. And 
the Lord said, In the day you eat of that fruit of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, you shall surely die. And they did, spiritually. They died. And uh, now we're, humanity's in a no man's land and has remained bad. there. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. I was just going to comment on what you just said. And what's, you know, I make all these weird comments, but I hope they're always true. But I wanted to say that what you just said, you know, you should surely die. Yeah, but the problem is, it seems like so many people, the multitude, wants to die twice. Yes, they do. And that's really what Paul was talking about, the second death. You're dead already, folks. The fall... As far as God is concerned, you're already dead. That's why Jesus came here. He came here to provide a link. So if you did what he told you, what he told you to do, you would reconnect and be covered by him. But again, uh, Satan is very, very clever. He, he moves in almost immediately and says, why, well, you don't have to do anything. You just say a prayer and you're in like Flint. Man, you got a ticket to ride. No, you don't. And the Bible clearly says you don't. But they don't believe that anymore. Uh, so anyway, and it's not law-keeping. So I'm not talking about law-keeping. I'm not talking about legalisms. I'm talking about when Jesus Christ told you to do something, you ought to do it. And I believe we are in an age where people really don't believe that Jesus is who he says he is. If you really believed that he was the creator, which the Bible says he is, and that um, he is uh, who he said he was, I can't imagine people mocking what he said to do. And yet most Christians do that. But that's apostasy, where you take the Bible and you take apart this or you take apart that. Well, I don't believe in that particular verse. I don't believe in this verse. I don't believe in that. I think Paul was a liar. I think Peter was an imposter. Well, once you do that, you don't have a Bible anymore. You've destroyed it. So you might as well burn it in the fireplace and get some heat out of it because that's all the good it's going to do for you. You can't do that. Bible is written in such a way that it all comes together with total harmony from Genesis 1-1 all the way through to Revelation 22, all the way through. It's all perfect harmony. They've proved it with computer technology. They've proved the mathematical continuity. The Bible was written over 1,200 years. People didn't even know each other for the most part. They didn't know each other, and yet you have this perfect harmony and not only mathematical harmony, but perfect harmony from Genesis to Revelation. It's, it's all there. And uh, I, I just don't understand. If people would do what they were told, uh, you would be on the other side. You would be looking through another pair of glasses, and you would be watching humanity fall. It's very, very tough for me to watch because I know what the other side is, and I know what is coming for the vast majority of humanity. They've, instead of doing what Jesus told them to do, they've invented 4,200-plus religious beliefs, 
I don't know how many philosophies or people with their isms, you know, they're a Republican or a Democrat or a communist or an independent or whatever, and that's what they cling to. That's their life. And they will not. They will not do what Jesus told them to do. They just won't. And so the vast majority of humanity, according to the scriptures, goes into eternal ruin by the billions. It's just it's sad to watch. Uh, we do have, when you're born on this planet, you are like a magnet to this earth. And that is a strong magnetism. You're, you're uh, an earth dweller. That's what Jesus calls people. They're earth dwellers, meaning their permanent residence is on earth. They are not sojourners. They're not people who figure out, you know, there's something wrong here with humanity, and I want to find out what it is, and I want to find out if there's a fix. That's all Jesus is looking for. He's looking for people who ask questions. That's why he said, why don't you ask? Why don't you seek? Why don't you knock on the door? Why don't you continue in my doctrines? He's asking you to think. He's asking you not to buy a pig in a poke. He's telling you, look, I'll prove it to you. No other religious leader in the entire world history has ever come here and said, I'll prove it to you. I'll prove to you that my doctrine is of God. And he will. So nobody has any excuse. Uh, I don't know, Larry. I could go on and on and on for hours. Doesn't doesn't really matter. Uh, what else you want to talk about before we close up? Well, I was just going to mention that uh, I think I sent you an email or two related to it. I had a couple of emails come in this last week wanting me to talk a little bit, and we may have to do it on another show next week. But uh, the uh, Demos Shakarian's information and, and yes. the secret Armenian letter and all of that and and I did find out and I I didn't know this was happening but over in uh, the the border region between uh, Azerbaijan and Armenia Nagoro or whatever they call that region there they've already had one war there over it but uh, they're now going in and slaughtering the Armenians in that area and this uh, one woman I think I forwarded that one to you wanted to know what we thought about it. Of course, there's nothing you could do about it. I mean, uh, the only ones that escaped the Holocaust, if you will, of the Armenian people originally that was perpetrated by Turkey was actually uh, Demas Shakarian, his family, uh, the people of God that lived around him that moved by the Holy Spirit and, and the Russians on the Russian side that joined them. And they all there was a boy prophet that drew two maps, or two, he, one was a map to show where they were to go to to escape the Holocaust, and that wound up being the West Coast or California and Los Angeles Flats areas where they landed and have lived. And the other letter was sealed up by the boy prophet who couldn't, couldn't read and couldn't write, but he wrote down what he saw in the Spirit, and that was never unsealed. And so I'll talk a little bit more about my investigations and some of the emails I've got about it uh, maybe the next show we do. I know we're running out of time. Yeah, that was kind of interesting because here again, you know, people don't listen. <laughs> well, who's this kid think he is? You know, that's the attitude. 
So the ones who believe it leave, and they're they're spared, and the ones who stayed behind are done in. And uh, that that is more, <laughs> I guess that's more hu- human nature. And um, I don't know, folks. We are coming up on the end of things. There's no question about it. Um, we've got the arrival is drawing ever so near. The acclimation project is full speed ahead. And uh, I expect a war anytime can break out, and it'll be vicious when it does. And we don't know whether the arrival comes and puts it all down or whether we go to war or what happens. I do know that uh, David Wilkinson in his vision said that Jesus raptures his people out as the nuclear missiles are falling upon American cities. So it's it, he always does everything at the last second anyway. If you're familiar with the Lord and how he operates, it's usually at the last second that he bails somebody out of trouble. So anyway, uh, final last word there, Larry, you want to get in? Yeah, the sun is really acting up. There's a real heavy sunspot, AR-3529, just now turning to face Earth that is very active. And Stan Dale warned a couple of days ago that this very active region, we need to keep our eyes on it because it may unleash some real big solar flares. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you can feel it, folks. I didn't get into it, but it has all kinds of brain fog effects and arthritic effects and all kinds. Radiation is not good for the human body, and uh, it causes all kinds of problems. Anyway, we thank you all for listening, and uh, as usual, we didn't get to all the news. There's so much going on, but hopefully now Blog Talk has their thing fixed, and uh, we'll have another show online, and uh, hopefully, anyway, so... Thanks for listening, and take care of yourselves. Heads up, this can happen anytime. Anyway, good night, folks. Take care.